With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it's hour two on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. Say good morning to our TV partner, Peacock. You can watch all three hours. If you haven't downloaded the app, please do. It's free. Also, our great radio affiliates around the country. Uh, Mario is uh, handling Twitter today. Tyler, the uh, moderator, is handling chat row. I don't know. Marvin, I believe, is handling the phone calls, and the big German is directing the program here. What a crew. Yep. Who would have thought that would be my staff behind the scenes? You know? Uh, the Danettes are here as well after our uh, our week off. And uh, yeah, I don't know if we did anything interesting, but we always come back and it's either, well, we did stay in touch. We text a lot. And uh, we talked a lot about the Carson Wentz trade. Uh, we talked about uh, some games that were on. Talked about some uh, new TV shows that we've been watching. So sort of bouncing all over the place there. But did anybody do anything interesting? Well, that this audience might consider interesting. Oh, yeah, oh. because you might think it's interesting. And I always tell you, just because you think it is, doesn't mean it is. Seton, did you do anything interesting? Um, no. No, not really. I mean, I'm I'm renovating an apartment, so I spent pretty much the entire vacation uh, stripping wallpaper off of uh, okay. like seven different rooms. Okay, so that that's about all I did. Uh, McLovin, did you do anything interesting uh, for this audience? No, I'd say the highlight was the text. Uh, thread we had on uh, Trevor Lawrence's hand size on last Friday. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but that cannot all be shared. Yeah, we were all very childish on that. Uh, Paul? Yeah. But is Trevor Lawrence's hand size, as I mentioned, he's 6'5". If his hands are 10 inches, doesn't he have small hands for a guy his size? Because mm. there's guys like Russell Wilson's hands were bigger than Trevor Lawrence's hands. Mm. But he's six foot. Or less. Yeah. Yes, Todd, did you do anything interesting? Stayed up till 3, 4 in the morning every night watching bad movies. Took some walks around the neighborhood. 
brought in some food, took a lot of naps. So that's a, that's a normal, <laughs> normal week That was you. my staycation. Yeah, that's about <laughs> as exciting as it got. For uh, McLevin, you got a poll question for us today. So I wanted to ask you, what direction do you want to go for the poll? We have J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. or the new NBA favorites, perhaps, a Nets-Lakers poll question. Ooh. I don't know if that's for today, but the Nets with that West Coast little run they're going on. It was on. impressive. And as, as much as I like to harp on, hey, defense wins championships, or there's always a moment where the defense can win a championship for you. We've seen that, certainly in football. But this might be an aberration this year. Maybe not an aberration. Maybe it's going to be there for a couple more years with the Nets. But is defense that important to them? They just have to... They have to act like they're playing defense, but their offense is so good, and I wonder about that. Because the Lakers play good defense. You know, Golden State, people got caught up in their offense. They played really good defense. But I don't know if it matters with the Nets. Do they have to play? Even average defense is going to be, if they're in the middle of the pack, then they can win the championship. Yeah, Paulie. They're giving up, uh, the Nets are giving up 117 points per game. They're the only team that's like considered a playoff team that's giving up more than 112. There's some real bad teams that give up 117. But they're scoring 121, which is yeah. quite a bit by best in the league. And they're not even, you know, they haven't played enough together. And, and that's what's scary. Because if you get Harden and, and Durant, just Harden and Durant alone in the East, they should be able to win the East. Then if you get contributions from Kyrie, the fact that Kyrie said to James Harden, you play point guard. Well, he should. He's a better point guard. I mean, Kyrie is not, doesn't have a designation. He never had a designation. I just, I thought he was a great ball handler, but he wasn't a great passer or maybe not a willing passer. I get, it's hard in today's NBA. If you hold the ball, dribble the ball, have the ball, uh, possess the ball that much, and you don't average seven assists a game. I mean, it's really hard to not do that. And Harden can be a very good passer. He's led the league in assists before. But I think once they get everybody back together, and we'll talk to Chris Mannix coming up a little bit later on about this, but also you have this situation with the Lakers that bears watching. Because LeBron is averaging almost... Well, 34 and a half minutes per game. That would be the most by a player age 35 or older in the last decade. The last guy who did it was Ray Allen for the Celtics, 36 minutes per game. But he wasn't asked to do what LeBron is asked to do on a nightly basis. But, you know, the last five games with LeBron James is shooting performance. He is 15% from three-point range. Four for 27 Two-point field goal percentage is 69%. You're, you're going to be fatigued and it'll show up on your jumpers. And you're seeing that with LeBron with three-point shot. Four of 27. And now you're asking him to contribute even more with Anthony Davis out for a month. But how much can you ask of a player that age to contribute at an MVP-like level? Because make no mistake about it. LeBron wants to win the MVP. Not that he doesn't every year, but I think in his mind, because he won the NBA title, he feels like he should have won the MVP. He was not the best player during the regular season. Now, 
was he the most valuable player during the regular season? And that's where I make my argument. Greek Freak had unbelievable stats. But I've seen those stats before. LeBron reinvented himself. And the fact, and you may not want to consider this, but the story of LeBron at his age with that mileage and doing what he did, you could make a compelling case for most valuable. Doesn't mean he's the best player because the Greek freak put up those incredible numbers. But this is going to be something that you're going to have to, if I'm Frank Vogel, I have to look at this and go, how much can I ask of him? Is he going to want to come out? Here's LeBron James with Anthony Davis out of the lineup probably for the next couple of weeks. Right now is another uh, another challenge for me to be able to adjust. You know, not having AD for a long period of time is something that we haven't had um, over the last year and a half. And now it's time for me to adjust again and, and see ways I can be even more effective to help this team win ball games because that's that's the, that is the the sport that we're in. We're in the winning business, and uh, it's time to to uh, click into that. And they don't have to be the number one or number two, number three seed. You know, you want to be in the top four. You want to have home court advantage. But I don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands come May or June. I don't know if home court is going to matter. Now you're going to be playing on your home court, but you're not going to have the home court advantage from the standpoint of having fans there. Yes, Paulie. LeBron has played 18 seasons of regular season basketball. He's played, he's approaching four seasons, 260 plus games, of playoff basketball. That's At the end incredible. of this playoffs, he'll have played four seasons of playoff basketball. So that's 22 seasons of basketball. He's never missed a season due to injury. He's only missed like 15 games once, uh, and he's averaging 27, 8, and 8. Yes, McLovin. What if he does all this to win the MVP and then Embiid has a, a strong finish and becomes this year's Giannis? I mean, Embiid's over 30 points a game, and he's like it's a narrative award. People are falling yeah. in love with him. Yeah, Embiid is averaging 30 and 11. In the last 40 years, two players have averaged 30 and 11 in a season. I I can give you, I'll let you guess, and then I'm going to give you a great clue. 30 and 11, two players in the last 40 years. And Embiid is averaging 30.3 and 11.3 rebounds. Anybody want to take Paulie? I, I think I'm going to be wrong because I think he was just Just short. answer the question. Hakeem Olajuwon. No. Oh, I think he was 29. And there's two players. Yes, McLovin. I'd guess Shaq. No. Seton? Well, I was going to say Olajuwon. Okay. Um, how about... Is it somebody like Russell Westbrook? No. No. Yes, McLovin. Can I take one more That's guess? That's not a bad guess, though. Can I take one more guess? Yes. How about since 40 years at the tail end of Kareem? All right. The answer is no. Fritzy? <laughs> Greek freak is <laughs> mine. The way you said, all right, I thought we all thought he was right. All right. Here's the clue. These two players have the same last name. In the last 40 years, only two players have averaged 30 and 11 in a season. They have the same last name. Miller? No. Oh. <laughs> Johnson. DeAndre Jordan and Michael Jordan. No. <laughs> Paul? Hakeem Olajuwon and Steve Olajuwon. No. <laughs> oh. He was David, good. David Thompson and Clay Thompson. No. 
Calvin Sampson and Ralph Sampson. I am so lost here. <laughs> Moses Malone and Carl oh! Malone. Damn it. <laughs> it's a fun game. Yeah, it was a fun game. <laughs> Steve Olajuwon uh, and Akeem Olajuwon. Steve Olajuwon got no respect. Yeah, yeah, people don't talk enough about Steve Olajuwon. You don't want to be the second best Olajuwon. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to say Hakeem and then Akeem yeah. Olajuwon. The Olajuwon brothers. You never saw them together. All right. Uh, what's the poll question, McLovin? You- uh, let's go JJ to start. All right. Okay. All right. I'll just go by the top five in the Vegas odds. Okay. I don't understand the Browns, by the way, because I never would have thought them as an original thing. Why they're number one on this list feels like yeah, insidery. I, was, su- I was surprised. Well, I thought that it was, if you're JJ, where can I go where I'm not going to be double teamed again? And this is a team where there's upside there, uh, but I don't know if he has any other ties to anybody on that roster. And if you say, all right, Miles Garrett's over here and you're over here. Okay. I, I get it. If, but if you want to win, do you have a better chance with the Browns? Better chance with the Bills? Better chance with Green Bay? Green Bay Steelers? Like, I don't see Pittsburgh as far as a better chance to win. Green Bay, I do. And you get a chance to go back to Wisconsin. Uh, the Browns? Eh, yeah, McClellan. Fifth on this list is the Bucks. Yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah. But I don't know... I, it, I assume Tampa is going to keep five of their six free agents that they have to sign. I don't know if it factors in with J.J. that his wife plays soccer in Chicago. I mean, I, I love my wife, but I don't want to go play for the Bears. <laughs> love does wild things, though. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, absence makes the heart grow fonder. You can be in, in uh, Green Bay and you can commute to Chicago. Do they have a, a women's soccer team in Green Bay? They'll start one for him. JJ will start one. <laughs> yes, McLovin. What's wrong with the Bears? As long as you're not a quarterback, you could be good with the Bears. Yeah, but you got to have a quarterback. He wants to win. I don't want to go. You know, Chicago's always got defensive players. Oh, you got Khalil Mack. You'll want to play with Khalil Mack. I'd like to know who my quarterback is. If you say I got Aaron Rodgers for two more years, which is probably how long JJ will play, all right, that's pretty good. Um, If he goes to Cleveland, all right. Then he gets to play against his brothers in Pittsburgh. That could be kind of spicy. Yeah. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. By the way, Rory McElroy teams up with Peacock to bring you an all-new Golf Pass channel. The uh, premier instruction entertainment from Golf Membership Program plus daily news from Golf Channel. Sign up at PeacockTV.com. Start streaming now. Jeff in Detroit leads us off. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind? What up, though, Dan and fellas? Welcome back. Listen, I'm going to bestow you with an honorary title, Dr. Dan, because when you guys take off, people get sick and upset. It's like, <laughs> what's going on? Where did they go? Oh, my God. Like, dude, chill out. They'll be back. I want to wish my girl, Cindy Sweet, happy birthday in chat row. One of the best. One of the best. My best and worst. Let's start with the uh, best. First of all, y'all back in Michigan beat Ohio in uh in basketball. Yeah. The worst is going to be uh, basically all of my Detroit teams seem to be in a rebuilding phase, and it's horrible around here. So would that be 
us call the uh, what we would call the rebuilt Motor City. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got that. I kept singing this particular song, and I didn't know where the hell I knew it from. And I'm walking through aisles, and I'm just... And then finally, I realized that I flow like water from mountains to the sea. And I am the author of my own destiny. It's Dan's house, man. It's Dan's house. Have a good one. Thank you, Jeff. Is that the theme song for the Dan Patrick show? I guess. Yeah, I think in the open. And plus, this new song, Driver's License, have you guys heard about this? I, I have no idea other than my daughter said, uh, hey, have you checked out Driver's License? I said, I got it in my wallet. And they go, no, no, Driver's License. And I guess it's a song. I think they did it on Saturday Night Live or they did a skit on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, it's like like the girl singing, right? And it's like real emotional. Yeah, That's the way to describe it. I, I, I haven't heard it. I just was told driver's license. It's it's uh, some phenomenon here. That's actually I have I heard about it through Saturday Night Live, where I, oh, okay. like, these dudes are singing the song, and yeah. they're like, oh, this must be a thing. Yeah, I I had no idea with driver's license. Uh, Brad in North Carolina is back. Hi, Brad. What do you what's on your mind today? Hey, DP. Uh, actually. Um, Technically, Brad from North Carolina calling from Ann Arbor, and that's going to be my worst of the weekend is the weather here. The only way to describe it is not good. Uh, but uh, what up, to Jeff? I'll be in Detroit the next couple nights, and I gave Marvin my number, so if he wants to grab snow beers, give me a call. Nice. Uh, my best of the weekend is – uh, not really sports-related, but I'm happy to say I'm fully vaccinated now, and I really just want to encourage people when it's their turn in line, get the damn vaccine, because I'm just so ready to get back into arenas and stadiums. And, you know, one of my favorite things to do is take my nearly six-year-old son to Carolina football games every fall, and to not have been able to do that this year was just crushing. But anyway, welcome back, guys. Thank you, bud. Yeah, I hope we get back into arenas, stadiums. Soon. It's just always a weird thing. Now, I haven't been on a plane in over a year, but I can't imagine being on a plane, even if you have a mask on, but you're sitting in there with all those people, but then I can't go to an arena and sit next to people. Or even if there's a seat in between us that I can't do that. I'd feel safer going to an arena or a stadium than I would sitting in an airplane. Yeah, Paul. There was a, a bit of college football, one double A FCS football this weekend, and I, you know, a lot of outdoors. But you know, I think North Dakota, one of their places, there's an indoor stadium, and there was twenty five percent capacity. Yeah. So college football has opened up a little bit. But why can't we do every other seat if we do that on a plane? They have been doing it in college football. They try to space it out. If you looked at the Super Bowl, yeah. they try to have it sectioned pretty well. It doesn't show up that well on camera, <laughs> but because you know, they take shots from different angles, but the people are spread out. And it's usually like if you're with a group of people, you can't sit with another group of people or near another group of people that you're not with. Well, I wouldn't be worried about the optics, as we like to say, that, boy, it's a sparse crowd. I, I would just want some kind of ambiance in there. And, and people are just, you know, they just need to get out. They want to do something. And if you have these places where, you know, the weather keeps you inside and you have, you know, the, the virus. I mean, we've been doing this for, what, 13 months now? 
12 months? I guess it'll be 12 months in three weeks, but man, you just start to go stir crazy. I got no other jobs to do around the house. Like I'm redoing a job that I already (laughs) did like six months ago. I painted a room that I painted six months ago. Yeah, see, you want to come up uh, no, my way and no. help me out because I got I got jobs for you if you want. You do not want me. I am I'm horrible, horrible in in the room because I just I I'll see something and I'll go, nah, it doesn't look good. Now nah, let's do that again. It's not it's not good. I was stacking firewood. Okay. <laughs> And, and my wife said, just stack it. I said, it's got to look good. Oh, for the picture. Well, not the picture. I wasn't going to do the picture this time, but Paulie does the picture. Yeah. But the wood didn't look properly stacked. Oh, like crossways. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. And then my wife said, just, just stack it. And I said, but it's got to look great. So then I Googled stacking your wood. Careful. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You one sentence, one Easy. word. No, no, no. We're good. No, I'm, I'm good. But I, I, I googled stacking my wood just to see what, how you do it, so it looks great. Todd, I'm not even going to you. Don't even think. Don't even try. I started doing several loads of laundry, which will shock all of you, and straightening pictures that didn't need to be straightened on the walls. I don't believe that. You should have taken pictures. I'm telling you, uh, it took me, I, I had some questions for my wife to make sure I was doing the colors and whites properly and putting in the right amount of uh, soap and all that, but I actually did some laundry. <laughs> the folding is a whole other story, but I did clean some, uh, some clothes. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. We'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Take a break. 21 after the hour on this Monday. Dan and the Dan at Stan Patrick Show. Built Bar, good stuff. Great stuff. Uh, Todd and I were talking about the salted caramel. Is it caramel or caramel? I say caramel, but I guess you can get away with it. Caramel sounds like a place in California. And that's Carmel. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm talking about. Thank you, but the, but the salted caramel, that's, uh, that's some serious stuff. Uh, it's, it's a little too good. Uh, best tasting caramel you've ever had, wrapped in delicious chocolate, uh, it's healthier, high protein, low sugar, low. It's one of those where you take a bite and you go, this cannot be good for me. And then you realize it is built bar, mint brownie, coconuts and cream, coconut. Um, there's what, 18 flavors here. Check them all out. Builtbar.com. Use the promo code DP20. You get 20% off your first order. And, you know, you want to skip a meal. You need to skip a meal. You don't have time for a meal. Built Bar is great. Builtbar.com. Promo code DP20. Get 20% off. Builtbar.com. Promo code DP20. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Try the supplement that I take every day. In fact, did this about an hour ago. M-Drive, powerful ingredients backed by science. I get energized, stronger, leaner. Todd says I look sexier. You do. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Get free shipping. 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. As we always do every time we take a vacation, we'll come back and then we'll kind of compare notes if we watched something. I started watching... A couple of things. As you guys know, my attention span is not very good. But um, I started watching Defending Jacob. It's on Apple TV with Chris Evans. And I'm not too familiar with Chris Evans. I think that he's, um, is he a Marvel superhero? Captain America, right? Okay. I think so. And he was also in Knives Out. 
Um, but I, I wasn't too familiar with him. It's a really good series. And uh, I'm also watching Brian Cranston, Your Honor. That's on, I think, Showtime. Very good. That's getting a ton of buzz. Yeah, he's very good in it. And Nomadland. If you want to do yourself a favor, Frances McDormand. I is, saw the promo. She's going to win the Academy Award. A revelation? She's going to win the Academy Award. Now, I normally don't say that. Now, I've said it before where um, Christoph Waltz, <laughs> when I was watching the uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards, that was uh, Quentin Tarantino's movie. And he has a scene in the beginning where, you know, he's uh, a Nazi officer and he's looking for Jews to take to concentration camps. He has a scene where I say to my wife, I said, he just won the Academy Award. And she goes, how do you know that? I said, he just did. And Francis McDormand just won the Academy Award for Nomadland. It is something unique. And I, I wasn't quite sure what I was going to get, but I watched it and I, you, you come away with a different perspective on a group of people. I will say that she was brilliant. She really was. It was spectacular in the scenery and uh, uh, never thought that a movie like that would get that kind of reaction. Yes, McLeod. So I started it and I found it very depressing. Yes, start. it is. It's very dark. Yes, it is. But it's so should I stick with it? Yes. It's just she's, I you know, she's going to win the Academy Award. You know, so watch her performance. Yes, yeah, she's one of those actors that uh, when you see, I'm not, I'm not normally interested in the movie, but then when you find out, oh, Frances McDormand's in it, all right, I'll give this a shot. She's usually in pretty good movies. I just, you watched her in Fargo. Mm. Oh, my God, she was so good. But you're right. She's... She's one of those, there's, there's some actors and actresses that when they just make something better, like Eugene Levy makes something better. Every time he's in it, he makes it better. Yes, Paul. I'm glad you mentioned that because I went the other end, the shallow end of the pool and wa started watching Schitt's Creek, which I'd heard of, but I knew nothing about except for the great cast. Yeah. It's, uh, it's quick, it's fast, it's funny, it's real snarky for those who haven't seen it and yeah. everyone else has. Yeah. Really fun. I held off for the same reason you did. I thought the name was too cute. Yes. I, I, I held off for, I don't know, over a year. And I said, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then all of a sudden, you know, my kids influenced me. They were like, hey, have you watched Shit's Creek? And I go, nah, no, no, watch it. And then, you know, my son said it. I go, all right, I'll watch it. It's great. Yeah, see. That's one of those shows that... Uh, like I tried to watch and watch the first episode and it's like, nah, I'm good. And then somebody will say to you, no, by that, by the time you get to season three, you're going to love it. Trust me. I'm like, dang, three you seasons. Don't have I got to I gotta go through three seasons to be like, oh, I get it. This is great now. Okay. And I, of course, famously have never watched The Sopranos. I went back to watch the very first episode. I don't know. It was one of those where I'm going through my tablet and I see The Sopranos and I thought, all right, maybe season one, episode one. All right, let me try it. I got through about 12 minutes, and I said, no, I'm good. <laughs> that is so against the grain. Well, that's, that's, you got to grab me. Remember I watched Game of Thrones 
And I think I got to the point where they pushed the little boy out the window and I said, all right, I'm good. I see. I saw that whole thing and I was just like, I'm in. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, <laughs> but I, I was watching because there's not much sports on. And I, you know, I watched a little bit. I watched more college basketball than I thought I was going to. But when I was watching Buffalo against Toledo, I knew that I was a loser. I, I, I was going through the channel. Remember, I, I texted you guys the other night. New Mexico State. Was that? Uh, it was. It was uh, twenty-one to nothing. Wyoming I, was in the mix. For was that? it? Was it Wyoming and New so, Mexico State? And I wonder if it was one of those spring football things coming up that you were twice. No, it was basketball, and I'm watching this, and I go, okay, nobody is going to watch this game. I feel like I should watch this game just to see these kids. And it was 19 to nothing. And then I, I text the Danettes. I go 19 to nothing. And then I go 21 to nothing. And uh, I, it's pretty sad. Yeah, Paulie. You gave us two updates back to back. And then McLovin goes, basketball, dot, dot, dot. Wow. Yeah. Because we felt like we had to respond in some way too. Or else you were going to update us every change in scoring. Yeah, I would have done like Todd does. But I... I do watch those games that I don't think anybody else is watching, but Buffalo against Toledo, I felt like I was a loser. Like, isn't there something else you can do? Like spend some quality time with your kids or something? And so I watch Buffalo against Toledo. Best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you. My best of the weekend in a 112-105 win at home Friday night versus the Bulls. Joel Embiid leads the Sixers. 50 oh. points, 17 boards, 5 assists, 4 blocks, 2 steals. You are taking McLovin's best. It was my best of the weekend. I'm not I'm trying to steal oh, from any team is. or fandom, but Joel Embiid, that was pretty huge. I apologize if that's what... Uh, what McLovin had for the worst women's basketball, even though it was against number one ranked UConn, the Musketeers of Xavier only scored six, seven, nine, and ten in each quarter on Saturday. They lose by 51, 83 32 to the Huskies. Come on, Xavier. You're better than You're that. You're better than that. 83 32. Thank you, Todd. McLovin? Well, I guess my Embiid stats are useless now. So I'll go with one that's more visual. Yeah. But did you guys see Anthony Edwards' dunk where he climbed over yes. the guy? He's pretty good. He's a little Vince Cartery. I'm even going to say it. Well, I think he, I don't think he's a good player yet because he didn't have a good game. Really? I didn't even know no, that. No, <laughs> no. He just had an incredible dunk. Okay. He's about spotty. The he's, he's, he's a highlight. It's one of those where you go, man, that guy, he's good. But if you watch the game, at times, he looks lost out there. But he, he does have talent. He has size and he can jump. But, uh, not, not a, not he's a, he's young player. though, right? Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. They're all young. Yeah. Do you have a worst? Uh, no, another best. I want to throw out one more show. Okay. Anybody here watching WandaVision? I assume you're not. I was told to last night. I was told WandaVision, but I don't know what it is. So WandaVision is, I, you guys don't know what WandaVision is? Where do I, I work in a place, unbelievable. <laughs> WandaVision is Disney show. It's a spinoff of the Avengers with Wanda and Vision. Oh, well, then you know I won't watch it if it's superheroes. But 74% of the rest of America does watch it. It's total superhero. I don't care about 74%. Put me in the 26%. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, uh, like, kind of a revolutionary show, a different show. It's, mm, I don't know it's how you strange. It. Very at, strange. At, at least the first two episodes were really strange. Um, very strange. Very, yeah. uh, but, like, different in a, in a good way. I just, I'm planning on finishing watching it. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's got Paul Bettany in it. I know you like him. No, I like his wife. Yes. Jennifer Conley. 
<laughs> okay. But uh, yeah, you would you would not like it. Uh, Seaton, you have a best and worst. Uh, well, I'll just keep rolling with the shows then, since I got a few. Okay, of those. all right. Uh, I watched three. I watched one called Crime Scene. It's called uh, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Yep, that was really good. Okay, um, I enjoyed that a lot. Right. There's another one called The Most Dangerous Animal of All. It's about this guy who uh, is adopted, and he's trying to find his. Um, his adoptive parents mm-hmm. and then just sort of the stuff that he uncovers through it all is just unbelievable. And I don't, I'm not going to say anything more cause I don't want to ruin it for people, but it's pretty wild. Okay. Uh, yes. and then I got one more movie that I watched. It's called, I care a lot. That was oh, really yeah. good. Too. I just, Rosamund Pike. I just, start, I, I start about 10 things. Yeah. <laughs> I, but I did watch it. I hear from a Some lot of, of people it. who don't like it. Um, but I thought it was awesome. I thought it was really good. It's, it's, there, super it's a good dark. cast. Yeah, she's Peter um, Dinklage. she's like a uh, a, a person, like a legal guardian uh, who sort of bilks people out of their money. Uh, retirees. Yeah, retirees specifically, right? Yes. Right. I just started watching. I probably watched uh, about fifteen minutes. Of it's it. really good. It's really good. My sports best of the weekend was waking up yesterday to uh, Chicago Bears fans freaking out that they had gotten Deshaun Watson, and then oh wait, maybe not. <laughs> that kind of took over the internet for a little while, wait, or at least for me. Wait, how did they get tricked? Uh, there, there was uh, like one of those fake Adam Schefter reports <laughs> oh, no. about, uh, and they had like, they got two first rounders, three seventh rounders, 57, whatever. They're like, oh my God, we got him. We got. Oh, wait, no, we didn't. <laughs> Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, best college football, 1AA FCS. There were 12 games this weekend. Dan, your Tennessee Tech team won. I think. Uh, South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits won. But the worst of the weekend was my Salukis went out to North Dakota to play some football. And even though they lost, uh, you know, it was a fun little game. But after they left, the band starts wrapping up and the broadcast is wrapping up and the refs decided to leave their mic on. So what happened there is the teams are leaving the field, the van is leaving the field, the refs are leaving the field, and they're in a little of a, a, a jawing with uh, one of the coaching staffs, and the ref responded, and his mic was on for the full PA people to hear. Ouch. And share it one more time. My favorite is the band stops, and, and it's almost as if the referee waited till the band stopped, and then he lays into somebody. Cue the there. cursing. Yeah. Uh, James in Texas. James, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dick. How you doing? Great, sir. What's on your mind? Can you, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hey, uh, I wanted to give you my best and worst. Okay. Um, my worst was that here in Texas, we were hit with an historic freeze. So my family and I were without power and water for seven days. Uh, we couldn't leave or do anything, had no phone reception, and I couldn't listen to your show. But my best is that our power finally came on uh, last night, and I worked from home. So I tuned into your show, and while I, was, uh, while I worked, it turns out you guys were on vacation. So I didn't miss anything. And I think that's pretty awesome, and I'm really excited about that because uh, you guys are great. Well, thank you, James. I hope you're safe, and what a tough week. Not only Texas, but you had Louisiana, Kentucky. I mean, there are quite a few states that were really hit hard here. Really hit hard. And uh, 
you know, we, we all have these moments where you go through something, if it's weather-wise or in Los Angeles with mudslides or their fires, uh, you know, 9-11 with what we went through here on the East Coast. And, you know, we all sympathize. Yeah, we can't always understand what's going on elsewhere, but we've all been through something or it feels like uh, it, it feels like regions of the country uh, go through these things. But with Texas, uh, you know, they it goes back, you know, it took me back to the Super Bowl when we were in Dallas and you had this snowstorm, ice storm, and they weren't prepared for it. But they didn't, they, no salt trucks, but they didn't, they're not prepared for it because they're not ready. For, they're not used to it. They don't expect something like that. But a lot of, a lot of damage there. A lot of damage. Very, very difficult watching that. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Best and worst of the weekend. Whatever's on your mind. Also, uh, Mike Florio on Deshaun Watson. Would the Panthers trade for Deshaun Watson and include Christian McCaffrey? Have that for you coming up. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. 
someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Would the Panthers trade for Deshaun Watson include Christian McCaffrey? Mike Florio had this this morning. Panthers just signed McCaffrey to a long-term deal last year. Gave him a $21.5 million signing bonus. Trading him now would trigger a $17 million cap charge, with Watson making only $10.5 million in 2021. McCaffrey would actually chew up $6.6 million more in cap space than Watson next season. Panthers would take another $10 million cap charge for trading Teddy Bridgewater before June 2nd, based on his signing bonus. So, that's $27 million in dead money tied to trading for Watson if McCaffrey would indeed be part of the deal. I don't know if the Texans are willing to trade him. I've said all along I didn't think that he was going to be traded. Not that he didn't want to be traded. I just don't know if you're the Texans and you're a new GM, Nick Casario, like, do, you, do you want to be known as the guy who traded away Deshaun Watson? And I don't know, like, do you want another running back? Like, I would gladly give up Christian McCaffrey if I'm Carolina. Expensive, injured, and I, I don't want a running back on a second contract. As great as he's been, you, got, you win with quarterbacks. I don't know if McCaffrey will be part of any trade for Deshaun Watson. But it's there. It hasn't gone away. His name is still kind of circulating here. And I can't separate fact from fiction yet. I don't have a source on this to be able to say, because then I would just be guessing. And, and you know, it, as long as I can categorize it as, hey, this is just my feeling or a guess. But do I think Deshaun Watson's going to be traded right now? No, I don't. You know, I think we all thought Carson Wentz was going to be traded because he had to be traded. Because Philadelphia didn't want him. The Texans still want Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson doesn't want the Texans. That's different. Philadelphia moved on. And as I told you in the first hour, as I started the show, you know, I had somebody at NFL front office who wasn't involved in trade talks because there was only one team involved in trade talks, the Colts with the Eagles. And he said it was laughable what the Eagles were asking for for Carson Wentz. To which he said to me, if he's so damn valuable, why don't you keep him? And he said, you know, that 
everybody knew what they wanted, and that's why they got no phone calls. The Colts placed an offer and didn't budge off the offer. Because I was told a while ago that Zach Ertz, their tight end, was going to be involved in this. Like, it got to the point where they're saying, please take him. What else do we have to do? And I thought that Zach Ertz was going to be involved in the deal. Now, they got a a third rounder and a conditional second rounder that could turn into a first rounder. There was no market. And that's why I said at the time, no calls. And they somebody was trying to create a market for Carson Wentz. They were trying to fabricate something because it wasn't there. Yeah, Paul. A couple of days ago, the Panthers cleared $19.9 million in new cap space. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Carson Wentz wears number 11. Michael Pittman Jr. wears number 11 for the Colts. Michael Pittman Jr. says that he's number 11 and uh, there's no deal that's going to be done. Carson Wentz is going to have to pick a new number. Now, it might be Michael Pittman is saying, hey, it's mine and I'm going to be number 11 unless you want to give me some cash here. I don't know. You get attached to... If you're Carson Wentz, you at least ask. And Michael Pittman said that he did ask in a very respectful way. But uh, number 11 11 is my number here. (laughs) Although Pittman was number six in college, what was Carson Wentz in college? I think he was 11. Was he? Yeah, he's 11. Confirmed. Maybe Pittman's creating a market. That seems a theme for this segment. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of people want number 11, Carson, not just you. Sources close to Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, Paulie. Michael Pittman <laughs> Jr. could go back to number six. Six is open with the Colts as of right now. Yeah, it looks good. Nobody covers Colts numbers. Like no, that. no, nobody. Even in Indianapolis today, nobody's doing that. J.J. Watt career breakdown. I shouldn't use the word breakdown, but uh, first five seasons, he didn't miss any games. 74 and a half sacks. Last five seasons, he missed 32 games. Had 26 and a half sacks. Stat a little day, late on the draw. Day, Somebody's still on vacation. Yeah. All right. Gotta get your sea legs back. Here comes that what? <laughs> you and Tom Brady. Yeah. Stop. And that was another story where the woman whose dad created the Lombardi Trophy and she was wanted an apology from Tom Brady because he threw the Lombardi trophy to uh, another teammate on another boat. <laughs> was she serious about this? Yes, she was. Has she seen what they do with the Stanley Cup? She, she, her dad didn't create the Stanley Cup. <laughs> I, I don't know if the guy who you know, created the Stanley Cup would have a problem. I think if you create the Stanley Cup, you sort of know what's going to happen with the Stanley Cup. Yes, McLevin. Remember that guy who always goes with the Stanley Cup? With the, uh, yes, with the, the, the White Davis Club. Ha- the Mark Davis haircut, yeah. What was his name, Phil? Yeah, well, he came in, right? Yeah. Phil yeah. Pritchard? Yeah. I think Phil Pritchard, Phil keeper of the Pritch- cup. Hair middle middle part. Part part in the middle. A great guy. Yeah. Uh, didn't I ask if I could put M&Ms in it? And uh, now he knows that things happen to the Stanley Cup, but, you know, I, I don't think he wanted to see that in front of him. But he always has those white gloves on. Yes, Todd. So which came first, the gloves or after he found out what people were doing yeah. to that? Town? You yeah. know what? I better put some gloves on it. Yeah. 
I, I don't want to put a black light on that thing, but uh, it's just a piece of metal. Isn't that what Rob Manfred said about the World Series trophy? It's just a piece of metal. Yeah, McClellan. Well, remember that gold glove that we had lying around? That was a, I kind of oh made that God. at home. That, that was one of the more disappointing trophies I've ever seen. Because if you said, take your glove, mount it, put it on a piece of wood, and spray paint it, and put two baseballs on there, that's your gold glove. So Harold Reynolds gave us one of his gold gloves. Like if it was a school project in fourth grade. And you're like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Paper mache on there and stuff. And you're not going to get a good grade. Some macaroni noodles. Oh, my God. It was, I, I was embarrassed. I went, that's the gold glove? Spray painted. Final hour coming up. More phone calls. We'll check in with Chris Mannix about LeBron and the Lakers and the Brooklyn Nets. Close out the second hour with Simply Safe Home Security. If you have 30 free minutes, you don't have to worry about a break in in your home ever again. That's how quick and easy it is to set up a security system from Simply Safe. It's the kind of thing it's so easy, you do it during a Netflix binge or watching a game or listening to a certain radio show. Simply Safe, incredibly easy to customize for your home. Go to simplysafedan.com. You choose what you want, the exact sensors, cameras that you want, and you're going to have great home security 24 7. So many things to love about Simply Safe. There's no contracts, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople. It's delivered right to your doorstep. You don't need a technician to come in. Go to simplysafedan.com today to customize your system, and they're going to throw in a free security camera. You get a 60-day risk-free trial. Nothing to lose except for everything in your home. Try it. Tell them we sent you. SimplySafeDan.com. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.